Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to The Tonight Show. Ryan Tuberty comes out fighting as he gets a grilling from two Iraqis committees over the payment scandal at RTE and his future. Sorry, uh, as, 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 a, as a presenter of the radio programme, is that what you're saying? Yes. I could be out of a job by Friday. And he wasn't on his own. He was joined by his agent, Noel Kelly, who defended his client and put the blame squarely on the national broadcaster. This is not the Ryan Tuberty scandal. This is the RTE scandal. It has been a dramatic day. Let us know what you think with your comments and your questions on the hashtag TonightVMTV. Ryan Tuberty has built a hugely successful career asking questions to his guests. Today, the shoe was very much on the other foot. The former Late Late Show presenter and his agent, Noel Kelly, has spent the day answering politicians' questions over the payment scandal at RTE. Well, let's go through what we heard over the past few hours. I'm joined by Fianna Fáil TD Paul McAuliffe, Terry Prone, Chair of the Communications Clinic, Fiona Sheehan, Irish editor of Independent.ie, and Paul Colgan, Virgin Media News economics correspondent. And Paul Colgan, we'll begin with you. Uh, take us through the story of the day and some of the major moments. Well, what we first heard this morning was Ryan Tuberty's opening salvo, which he delivered with the requisite drama as he would see it. He said he wanted to dispel seven untruths that had been put around about his deal and his payments from RTE. He said he hadn't refused to take a pay cut. He said, in fact, he had chosen to waive a loyalty payment worth 120,000 euro. He said the Renault tripartite deal that was struck in conjunction with RTE was separate to his contract, which contained a 20% pay cut. He said RTE had consistently got its numbers wrong around its salary, under-declaring it, over-declaring it, and hadn't allowed him and his agent the chance to, to rectify these mistakes. He says everybody in RTE who needed to know about this special arrangement, this, uh, this arrangement, which he said was not ordinary, they knew about it, he said. And he said he did, had decided not to stand down because of this scandal. In fact, he'd made his decision to step back from the Late Late Show last year and he'd told friends and colleagues about that decision at the time. This is a flavour of that opening statement. The narrative of the last three weeks has been that not only did I take this payment, but that I somehow contrived to hide it. So let me reiterate, I actually waived my entitlement to this payment and I didn't receive one cent of it. I hid nothing. I had nothing to hide. At the heart of a lot of the questioning as well was, was invoicing and uh, the invoice to the tune of €150,000 uh, by uh, Noel Kelly. Uh, 
there was conflict there uh, in that in that line of questioning uh, as questions were, were firmly put to know Kelly and to Ryan Tuberty indeed over that. So the committee moved swiftly on from the opening statements and it wanted to get to the nub of the matter. Was there deception? Was there uh, an attempt to disguise the nature of these payments to Mr Tuberty? And Noel Kelly, it seemed that a very clear strategy to put not only distance between him, but him and his client and these uh, and these suggestions that they were somehow complicit or had colluded with RT in, in cooking up uh, this scheme. And it, the focus moved on to the invoices. And Mr Kelly was asked, why did he write on two of the invoices, the second and third, that they were consultancy fees when he knew that they weren't consultancy fees? Had he any questions to ask about why he was making these payments to the UK barter account company? Asked us, did he not think that was strange? Uh, it was put to Alan Dillon that it took two to tangle. So you're trying to put the sole blame on RTE here? Is in relation to? In relation to this payment scandal? Yes, completely. And does it not take two to tangle, Mr Kelly? But we were just following process. We were, we were just working under instructions from RTE. Okay. And that was the theme of the day from Mr Kelly when it came to this issue. He claimed that RT had brought this deal to Ryan Tuberty. It had been suggested by them, it had been facilitated by them, and they were entirely responsible for how the, the finances of that were managed. He was asked, why did you treat these invoices differently from the first invoice, which gave a full description of the arrangement with Renault, which was submitted from NK Management as opposed to this separate company, CMS, which is also under his control. Uh, he said, I was following instructions. I did what RTE told me to do. I didn't ask any questions. It was then suggested by Catherine Murphy that we've heard this sort of defence before. And we were following instructions. I, I want this. And we got paid by us. Not by RTE. Yeah, this following instructions. It's kind of it's called the new Nuremberg defence. The Nuremberg defence, according to Catherine Murphy. So Noel Kelly was saying essentially, this is not our problem. This is RTE's problem. You need to ask them about the details. Ryan Tuberty said, when it came to these matters, he's not a smart man. That's why he employs someone like Noel Kelly. And he very often looked uh, to the man to his left, Terry Prone, throughout this, um, throughout the, the, these hours of questioning um, by two Oireachtas committees. Um, as an opener, it was pretty dynamite, wasn't it? Um, Ryan Tuberty calling out the untruths as he, as he sees them. How do you think that worked for him, Terry? And beyond the opening statement, how do you think Ryan Tuberty performed? The opening statement, which was released before they went in, um, was impressive to read and it also made people say Brida O'Keefe was one of the truly great witnesses a week ago and now they were saying that she was on at best untruthful was the way they seemed to be saying it. Then Ryan came on and did his thing and that was the beginning of everything going wrong because all he needed to do was read the script but he didn't. He performed the script and it put everything at a slightly skewed angle. And then if you analysed what he was saying, many of the things that he said were, quote, material untruths were actually not that. One of the things that he said was that um, he was being accused of having taken covert overpayment. But no, he wasn't. He was accused of taking covert payment 
But nobody ever said he was overpaid. It was just that the people in RTE, his colleagues, or as he put it very pointedly, his friends, uh, were saying, hang on a second, we ended up literally impoverished. You weren't impoverished by taking a big pay cut. And then you mitigated it anyway by taking this secret thing. OK. Uh, he, he did, though, what was different from um, the, the opening statement, I suppose, as was released ahead of him actually delivering it, Fiona, was there was an apology in there. There was an apology in there, there when he There was spoke. some shifting off the script. If you just went off what he'd said be beforehand, the tone was just basically aggressive towards RTE. There was no contrition mm. in there at all. There was no acknowledgement of RTE staff or mention of them. And there was no actual apology. So he did actually insert those either ad-libbing himself or had a read back between half eight when he released the statement and when he actually made it. So it did change the tone uh, a, a little bit in that regard and did broaden out mm -hmm. uh, an element, uh, provide a, a, an element of, of empathy. And we also saw that that performance, as somebody called it, was he in the Billy Berry Kids before he went into RTE at the age of 12, was asked me today. There was, you know, there was hitting the table and the fingers were, were counting things down the fingers and repeating key phrases like 15 times in four days mm -hmm. and a fog of confusion, a fog of confusion. And, in, and it was very much a performance. And that was fine. That was a good, strong opening. It certainly captured you. And Brian Stanley, the chair of the committee, just ended that straight away, went straight in on the money, said, you were accepting payments of, of whatever type you want to call them, under-declared, over-declared or whatever. Uh, did you not have any doubt about that during COVID-19? And it did, it kind of took the rug out and it, it also just it did set a tone then for the rest of the day. Yeah, let's get down to the questioning itself. Obviously, Paul McCall, if you were there asking your own questions um, around this payment scandal, a lot centering on the tripartite agreement uh, resulting in the presenter receiving €150,000 through Ortiz's barter account. And Noel Kelly at pains to distance that commercial deal, as they saw it, with Renault from contract negotiations that would see him take a pay cut. Uh, but, you know, members of the committee really putting to him the likes of Alan Kelly, that there was no 20% drop in salary in real terms. It was absorbed in a different way. But that was something that, you know, Noel yeah. Kelly and Ryan Tuberty were at pains to say, you know, this is a separate thing. I'm a contractor and I was doing a different job here. Yeah, and I, I think over the last three weeks, it's very easy to get lost in a lot of the detail of the barter account, flip-flops and U2 tickets and swanky meals. But really, the cause and the centre of all of this was an arrangement where RTE reduced its income by €75,000 voluntarily with its title sponsor. And in return for additional work, Ryan Turbidy gained €75,000. And the difficulty for that was Ryan Turbidy and Mr Kelly today purported that that was a separate uh, deal that was coincidental that it was at the same time of his contract review. Um, and I think many members of the committee rejected that. Um, and sec secondly, I think that they were very slow to accept that this this was a reduction in income for, for RTE and an additional payment for Mr Tuberty. And that puts Ryan in a very difficult position with all of his colleagues who did take a reduction, who didn't have a special arrangement facilitated by RTE. And I think much of the committee today, we could have maybe got there a lot quicker if Mr Kelly and Mr Tuberty had accepted the facts of what have happened. 
who knew what and when is a separate issue. Uh, but but took... weren't you there to ask them who knew what and when? Yeah, I, 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 and we did. I, I think the key issue is the credit note that was issued by RTE. Ms O'Leary says that she issued that credit note at the instruction of D, of D, of D Forbes. Uh, I suppose the, the, the combination of the credit note and the raising of the invoice, um, that, that being washed through the barter account, which was off the books, really sends a signal to a lot of people on the committee that this was an arrangement which was intended uh, an act to deceive, as the chair of RTE said. And what we were trying to do was to get to the bottom of that. Mr Tuberty and Mr Kelly both said that they were not aware that this was a cost-neutral arrangement to the, to the sponsor. In other words, they weren't aware that this was an arrangement where RTE lost money. Yeah, and yet it seemed at times, um, Terry, you know, when Brian Tubley was being asked about the €150,000, he even seemed a little bit confused about it, saying, wasn't that Renault's money? Wasn't that given to me by Renault? There, there was a bit of confusion there as he looked again to Noel Kelly for clarity uh, on, on what happened there or for him certainly to answer that question. There was a constant thing, well, two constant things that happened. One was that when Ryan was asked a question, Noel Kelly would automatically offer to answer it. And the second thing was when Ryan was asked a question and started to answer it and clearly decided, I'm not smart enough for this and handed it over. So that there was, I suspect, about three quarters of the traffic went mm. to Noel Kelly with less than a quarter going to, to Ryan. Yeah. Um, with all of this, um, Paul, uh, Noel Kelly really coming under scrutiny for his own accounting methods. You know, he said that um, he, he was, you know, uh, they were as deceived as anyone else about these uh, particular payments and the consultancy fees. But he was defending, I suppose, his company <coughs> and how it operates. Yeah, so he liked to portray himself and his company as, as the little guy here, you know, with a staff of under 10 people as compared to RT with what he depicted as, as an army of solicitors and lawyers and advisors and financial experts. And he said he presumed that RTE would do things correctly. And that was the basis upon which he proceeded. So when Geraldine O'Leary suggested to him, you write consultancy fees on, on these invoices, when it was suggested that they be paid out of CMS as opposed to NK management, these were all suggestions that he was quite happy to follow. So the problem the committee had today was that's where the information stopped essentially. He would say, well, I don't know why they were doing this. It was nothing to do with me. I was merely doing what I, I felt was, uh, was, was the best way to, to, to deal with this process. The committee was stymied by the fact that the people on the other side of the deal, D Forbes and Jim Jennings, are not in a position at the minute to, to provide any detail or to, to, to give a response to any of this stuff. So it, 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 grind, it ground on for, for a couple of hours, essentially, around the same point and they got the same answer. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the question around that, that there was, we were acting under instructions from RTE, there was nothing secret on our part, which we consistently heard um, from Noel Kelly. Was that account credible? Um, how do you think they, they performed under consistent questioning on that very issue, Fionnan? I thought the advantage of the consistent questioning, and, and very often, uh, because you know, there's not one list of questions that the TDs decide, Paul, this is a this is kind of a criticism of the of the operation of the committee system. Everybody doesn't take a topic and say, you go after that, you go after that, you go after that. You end up with people re repeating the questions. The advantage today was that we were seeing the answer that was coming back was constantly the same. They, so there was, there was I counted kind of six stock phrases that they'd clearly gone in with, and the two of them were going to, going to repeat that there was actually a cut. Ryan Tobley was not accepting the premise that there was no cut, that... 
uh, there was there was the separate contract uh, uh, for radio and TV versus the, the Renault deal that he was following the RTE instructions that he was a small firm that it's the Ryan it's not the Ryan Tuberty scandal it's the RTE scandal both of them kept kept on saying this trust Noel Noel trust the process so what you were seeing was they were basically going to stick to those lines and no matter which or whither way you put it to them that that was not credible. It was infathomable, and whatever evidence was put to them that this just did not stack up, they were just going to keep on repeating those lines. Okay, I, think so there, I think it was two Paul, times. Did you think you learned? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, Tell there, me about there was the two. two I think there was two times where I suppose they differed from that, um, and I think the second one in regard to the invoicing, like really, I think the committee found it didn't find it credible that the first payment that was issued by No Kelly Management that had a full description that was invoiced to Renault that that could in, in, in some way be compared to the second two invoices that were invoiced to a, a, a Astros, who Mr. Kelly had never heard about, despite very extensive involvement in the, in the industry, had never heard about it. It was issued by a different company, CMS, another company that he had, um, and that had, did not have the same description. I think many members of the committee found that uh, very, very difficult to believe. And I think that's one moment where they differed. And the second one is, is that... The suggestion that this is just another piece of independent work that Mr. Mr. Tuberty was was picking up, like BBC or like the children's books, and he had to accept that in neither of those cases did RTE pay for the catering at the at, at the launch. That RTE had actually introduced them to the clients, that they had negotiated the contract, and um, that they had agreed to under un, underwriters. I think in those two key areas, uh, the arguments on the other side uh, became unstuck. Yeah, and, and, and Ryan Tuberty in that instance did, did admit that it was sort of a unique arrangement and it was different in that yeah. regard. And something that. that his colleagues had not been afforded. Did you feel you got, um, because the, the, the questions were asked in various different ways and by different committee members over the course of a few hours, did you feel you got clarity or are there key questions still outstanding yeah. there for the committee? <laughs> it is breathtaking that we're three weeks in. Like often at a public accounts committee, you're the sixth speaker and you're worried all the questions will be asked by the time it gets to you. We're three weeks in and there's even more questions now for RTE on Thursday. And I would say one thing about Mr. Mr. Kelly and Mr. Tuberty, they voluntarily came before the committee. Mm -hmm. They provided a whole range of documents that actually undermines a lot of the evidence that, that was given to us last week. And I think there's big questions for RTE based alone on the written doc documentation that was provided today by Mr. Kelly. Yeah, um, I, there were questions about the underwriting element as far as, um, Terry, as far as No Kelly was concerned, that, um, you know, RTE would pay it and that actually they had this side letter to say as much. It, it directly contradicted... And um, what we heard from Brida O'Keefe, the then chief financial officer the week before, saying there was pushback against that and there was certainly no agreement in her time um, and, around uh, such... Now the such question things. over Brida O'Keefe's uh, evidence is, had she consulted documentation? Did she realise how offbeat she was? And then the, the evidence today... Uh, seemed to relate to the possibility of one sponsor pulling out and cover being achieved from another sponsor. And it was incredibly confusing, but they seemed to be convinced that it wasn't. This was the, the, Their take was, was different. It wasn't that they were... Noel Kelly kept saying, 
Oh, it's not that RT were underwriting this deal. It's that if the sponsor changed, that there would be continuation. No, that's that the underwriting was directly and inherently linked yes. to there being a sponsor which is for the a, show. But the question arises then: when there was no sponsor there, where yeah. do they think the money was coming from? Uh, yeah, exactly. So at at the point in which you're going, okay, okay, that that's fine. We, we'll 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 give you the benefit of the doubt here on year one. Renault were in place. The invoice went to Renault. Renault just didn't pay RTE seventy-five-five grand. Okay, that that's grand. But year two and three, that that doesn't stack up. There's also three other pieces of evidence that that go against uh, that notion that this was not an underwriting. It was just a casual arrangement. That if something happened into the into the future, Geraldine O'Leary talking about at the, the media committee two weeks ago, she said there was pressure being brought to bear to to pay up. Uh, those invoices. RT's note uh, of, of two weeks ago says that between 13th of January and 29th of March, there was communication between the agent and RTE chasing payment. Chasing payment was the phrase that was used on foot of the underwriting uh, of, the, of the agreement. And also the Grant Thornton report also goes into a section where they say the talents agent understood from this that in a situation where the commercial brand relationship with RTE no longer existed or the commercial brand did not pay the 75 grand to the talent, that RTE would be obliged to step in and pay the talent this sum. So that was nothing to do with, there was no reference whatsoever there mm. to, well, if the sponsor changes and suddenly it's somebody who doesn't have any gigs or anything like that, that there'll be some sort of arrangement put in place. Yeah, uh, we also um, heard from Ryan Tuberty with all of this that he would, you know, if he didn't finish out with the, the, those Renault events, that he would be perhaps willing to give... The hundred and fifty thousand euro back to who? This points who to the, the level of confusion that was seemingly apparent on, on his part about this, about the lack of detail that he himself claimed to, mm. to lack, and that he left these things to Mr. Kelly because the the idea that there's one hundred and fifty grand there to be given back to to, to Renault when when this the, the central allegation is that that deal had fallen apart. Yeah, there was a lot when we had committee members on, and we were asking, you know, what what will what will what will be be asked of of Ryan Tuberty? Some were saying, you know, give the the three hundred and forty five thousand euro in question here that that money needs to be given back, and certainly there was some sort of public sentiment that that money needs to go back. Um, and Ryan Tuberty then pointing to that that look, I will I will give money back. The question was, does he owe? Who, who does he have to do the, the gigs for? Yeah. So who's he paying back? Well, given that the taxpayer paid for them or the, 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 the broadcasting authority paid for the, the services will be owed back to RDE. Look, I actually think it's very difficult to really get to the bottom of all of this, but the core of it is, um, like, ultimately, it's like a bus, right? The advertiser on the bus doesn't pay the bus company. He actually pays the bus driver so that nobody else in the garage knows that the bus driver is getting extra money. That's the core of it all. And we actually have to know who knew what and when about that. Everything else, I believe, is a distraction from the core element. And that the core element is, was there a deliberate attempt to deceive? And when Renault's money ran out, was the barter account used as a deliberate attempt to, to continue to hide that money? We don't know those facts yet, but certainly that is the, that, that is the concern. Can I just summarise the, the 150 grand going back? Ryan Tuberty is saying he's going to pay back money for work not done to an organisation he didn't know was paying him, that he billed for it in an unorthodox way via a UK company he had never heard of and through an invoice with no name and a wrong description sent by his agent's second firm. All right, OK. So if you can get your head around that. Uh, no, I can't quite, to be quite honest with you, but we will be discussing about it, uh, all of it, in more detail uh, 
after this break. My thanks to Paul Colgan and the rest of the panel will uh, be staying on. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. With me, uh, with much more in today's proceedings, so do stay with us. Welcome back. Ryan Tuberty spent a total of six hours answering dozens of questions today and he had many answers. Here is some of what he had to say. With respect, respect, Deputy, I would also uh, urge you not to conflate somebody being well paid with somebody who who might not have a conscience, Uh, particularly with the work that you you mentioned, St. Vincent de Paul. It's a charity I have enormous time for since I was no, a child. Actually, I, I, I understand the, 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 the amount of money we're talking about is, 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 is eye-watering. I, 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 like I'm, I'm not a fool. I understand that. But I haven't changed as a person over, the, over those years, despite the extraordinary bank question I'm asking. My relationship with the children of Ireland is so important to me. I know that sounds grandiose, but actually it is. I want them to be happy and hopeful and proud to be Irish and read lots of books and just be wonderful young people. You know, that, that doesn't change. And we saw, over the last three weeks, I've never seen such horrendous, horrendous reporting. And why suddenly the most trusted man in Ireland, Ryan Tuberty, it was like, throw him under a bus. What? Why? No, I'm not, this is my first rodeo, being in the public eye. But I've never seen anything like it. I, I don't know if any of you have been cancelled before, but let me tell you, you don't want to be yeah, there. So I, I, my understanding is I am still in contract with RTE, yes. And my aim and hope is to go back to work. I think that the nature of a, an independent contractor signing a deal with a different company is pretty, pretty complicated. To be honest with you, I'm not a very smart man when it comes to these things. That's why I pay a smart man to do that for me. What are the terms? I'm still, I'm st- uh, sorry, as, as, as a presenter of the radio programme. Is that what you're saying? Yes. I could be out of a job by Friday. Okay. Thanks very much, Karen. There was a snapshot of Brian Tuberty today in front of two Oireachtas committees. Well, Paul McCall of Terry Prone and Fionn Sheehan are still with me. I'm also joined by founder and CEO of Goss.ie, Alexander Ryan. And I'm joined on Skype by Ocean FM journalist Claire Ronan. Um, you're very welcome along to this panel tonight. Claire Ronan, I'm going to come to you first because you've come out fighting um, for Ryan Tuberty in all of this. He talked about it being hard to leave the house. He said there was a humanity uh, bypass in everything that was presented um, around uh, this debacle. Would you agree? Yes. 
Um, I think one thing that we have to remember here is that Ryan Tuberty is a human being. He is just a man. And he has been literally hauled over the hot coals for the last three weeks. He was sitting at home. It must have been horrific watching the Oireachtas reports. I'm not saying that he didn't do anything wrong. I'm just saying that the treatment of him has been appalling. And this morning, he was put up in that room like a bold child with his agent in front of what equated to a number of headmistresses and headmasters and questioned. The politicians, in my opinion, used it in a lot of cases to showcase themselves. One man spoke about how Ryan was in his kitchen every morning of the week as if it was emotional. What had that to do with anything else? And then the chairman, who was questioning Noel Kelly about what he had done in his earlier life, questioned him about being a sales rep for Cadbury's and an elected person in Ireland didn't know what Cadbury sold. If Ryan Tuberty went out on Grafton Street and got an axe and killed a man, he would not be subjected to six hours questioning in the High Court that was televised and went into every home in the land. And what worries me is we'll never get to the bottom of this. We probably will spend more trying to find out what happened than was ever spent. And the only damaging thing will be Ryan Tuberty's mental health and that's how I feel about Claire, it. Claire, I'm not sure about the analogy, um, you know, what you just stated there about, you know, what, how, 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 how they get less of a bad time in front of an Iraq, this committee, if they were to commit um, such a crime. But I do want to let Paul McAuliffe in on this um, because you were one of the, the politicians who was questioning Ryan Tuberty. What did you think of, of your treatment and the treatment of the Public Accounts Committee towards Mr Tuberty yeah, well, and let, Let's Kelly? just be clear. RT is not accountable to the Public Accounts Committee or the Controller Order General. Uh, all of this came before us as a result of what RTE released. Secondly, Mr. Tuberty, Mr. Kelly, and actually all of the witnesses so far have come voluntarily uh, on, our, on our invitation. All of them have, have come uh, before us. And in three weeks, each time questions are asked, new information is being re revealed. Um, I, look, in any political forum, there's going to be people uh, grandstanding and so on. I have to say, over the two committees, over the three weeks, I think politicians have served the public purse well. They've elicited information. There's been no additional costs in terms of tribunals or barristers or lawyers. All of the people who have come in, I feel, have got a fair hearing. There hasn't been badgering or berating. And everybody has been afforded every opportunity to put forward the facts. The difficulty is, Claire, is that the facts are differing uh, and people have revealed different pieces of information in the course of answering different politicians. So, in my view, and I suppose it's for others to, 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 to say, but I think the politicians, by and large, have got this right. We've asked the questions. We know there's far more important things mm. in, 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 in the world, but this is a matter of public interest, and we would have actually dealt with it far quicker if we got to the bottom of it much sooner. Uh, Claire, just to put that back to you, Paul's saying here, a matter of public interest. People did want answers from those that were in the room around specific deals that were done and payments that, that, that Ryan Tuberty got of €150,000 and, in fact, other payments that are coming under question as well um, and that those but, questions need to be answered. I don't disagree with that and they do and I wanted to hear the answers myself. I work for local radio and we don't get any of the licence fees so obviously there's an interest there. However, I just felt the the way it was done, would it not have been better if they had been organised and a number of them asked one question and then a, the second question and the third question, the same questions seem to be answered over and over. And at the end of the day, do we really know an awful lot more than we did at 10 o'clock this morning?
Okay, good question. Well, we are here um, asking, asking those questions. Have we come out of this with more questions again um, for Orti and indeed um, for questions remaining for Noel Kelly and Ryan Tuberty. Um, Ali Ryan, I want to bring you here in on all of this in terms of the way the public, you think, will view this. Do you think there's a lot of sympathy out there for, for Ryan Tuberty? He says he's become the face of this scandal. Um, we heard some clips from him there during the course of the proceedings um, today. Yeah, the about... poster child of the scandal. I want to say first about off, that like I mean I've been in studio for over 12 years there's not much that goes on that I don't know about and Ryan is a very nice person so I want to say that first that does not mean he's innocent of everything that's going on he is a good guy he is a nice person and I think today really showed me that a lot of the public feel that too and um, we even put up a poll on our stories today we have 134,000 people so it, it does matter yeah. that follow us on Instagram and 67% said they want to see him back again a lot of the comments were split today on social media some people were like there'll be riots in the street if he returns other people saying he's the most honest man, this is not fair, RTE are the bad guys, not him. He's being a scapegoat. And that's the problem I think a lot of people have is they feel that RTE has been constantly throwing people under the bus. First it was Dee Forbes, and then you guys went in and chatted to them and actually, no, it wasn't just her that knew about it, it was more. So I think people are not trusting RTE anymore. And now they're like, well, you said it was one person and it wasn't. Now you're saying it's Ryan, maybe it isn't. And I think, I mean, there was some very cringy, cheesy lines out of Ryan today, but I do think they worked. Right. Do you think they worked, Terry? Um, we did hear there, I mean, you know, from the heart talking about like, you know, having an enormous bank balance, but it not affecting his soul. Um, and we also heard from Noel Kelly saying he's the most trusted man in Ireland, um, you know, putting a picture across, across of, of Ryan Tuberty as somebody who's who does have a conscience and who does care deeply about all of this, about his colleagues in RTE and indeed uh, about his listeners. Anything that Ryan said today goes into a biased context. You will have people like the uh, older people who rang Liveline to say, leave him alone, he's a terribly nice man. <coughs> you will have lots of other people who will say, he said what about his relationship with the children of Ireland? He said what? There was a sense all of the time that he was almost preaching like an archbishop, saying things like, never underestimate the decency of the Irish people. What? That couldn't work, and it didn't work. And towards the end, uh, I would figure his performance <coughs> went in three. First of all, the, the, the red thing at the beginning, then the bit in the middle, and then at the end, the realisation that he had lost the room. He may not have lost older listeners, who like him and would like him to come back. He certainly lost the committee. Mm. The other thing is that he said that he might not have a job by the end of the week. That is simply not true. Uh, Kevin Backhurst, who has been pretty magnificent since he went in there, he is not going to make a quick decision on Well, this. he said he does want to make... He wants a quick decision, but he not he wants before the end of the week. I think it and could be he... the end of this week, to be honest. Yeah, well... It's guesswork. He, he well, I think Kevin he was saying, it's, he was essentially saying, I could be gone by Friday. He wasn't saying, you know, but I mean, when you talk yeah. about quick decisions. Kevin Backhurst is going to listen he's, uh, to the people. Kevin Backhurst has already made RTE. a lot of decisions on day one in the job, so. Yeah, but he has to find out from the people within RTE what they feel. So he's going to have at least three things. The people inside RTE, the v listeners, whether they want him back, and let's not mess around the advertisers. So there's a number of things that he has to consider before he makes a fairly major decision. Um, do you think um, Ryan Tuberty was aware of this, that, you know, to, to, that, that 
to, for him to be contrite and for him to apologise was important in the context of all of this, uh, you know, well, for, he, with, with this with this scandal um, engulfing RTE and everyone dragged into it and everyone having a say that he felt he had to say, look, I'm sorry about all of this, folks. Well, if he is ultimately going to go back and work with some of these people, he needs to, to show that he in some way acknowledges uh, what what they have, have gone through. I mean, the, the Noel Kelly... Church of Tuberdeology um, cult went a bit far there now at, at, at times today. I mean, Ryan Tuberty's facts and figures were unconvincing, so he fell back on hearts and minds. He was credible when he spoke, obviously, about the hurt that has been caused, you know, unquestionably, if you're in the, the, the spotlight for like that for three weeks in a row and getting, getting battered, that, that's going to be uh, hurtful to you. He was very strong on the timeline around his departure from the Late Late Show, absolutely insisting it had nothing to do with his departure. However, quite clear, he was aware by the time he was leaving the Late Late Show what, what was coming coming down the, the, the track. He said so he was can, aware of it in, in May and then he well, was, I suppose, fully Noel aware Kelly of the knew, significance of it Kelly by June 22nd. the start of May, it's a bit much now to, uh, to okay. feel that he wasn't told for four weeks. And he was also, you know, he was genuine on his, 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 his charity work uh, and, and so on. Nobody will, 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 will take that away from him. OK. Um, you know, he, he did say in a statement he was hopeful he'll get back on air to the job, to do the job. He loves that. He does. He, then the course of questioning, he said, look, there is beef with RT, but he wants to go back to work. Do you, do you believe he'll fulfil that ambition? Do you believe he should fulfil that ambition, Paul? Look, I think a lot of that comes down to not necessarily the public, but the colleagues that uh, and how they, how they view it. I, I have to say um, that we've had so many people before us. There's so many questions still outstanding. I would say the list of questions we have for Mr Tuberty are the least number. In other words, other people have far bigger questions to answer around the accountancy elements of it and so on. Mr Tuberty didn't seem to be across some of the very basic legal and financial arrangements um, of, 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 of the presentation today. He kept continuously referring to, to, to Mr Kelly. So perhaps they are... Do you, do you want to ask, I mean, did you get what you felt you, you could get out of the... The, the two men today, or would you there like were, to there, have them there, back? There were times when I there were times when I got to a point where there was no point asking Mr. Tuberty any further questions because I felt the information was Mr. with Mr. Kelly rather than Mr. Tuberty. And I think if there's more information, and I, th I think there will be more information, it will be with Mr. Kelly and with the senior executives in RTE. I'm not certain that Ryan Tuberty at this point will be in the continuing firing line for questions. The issue for Mr. Tuberty coming back onto the air is. Do his listeners trust him and believe that he is credible? And I think there's a substantial amount of people out there that, that do continue to support Ryan. And the second issue is, is that will the people around him, when he speaks through a microphone, will the sound engineer trust him? When he looks through a lens, will the cameraman at the other end uh, uh, want to work with him? And I think that's his, that's his biggest challenge. Uh, and that's what Mr Backhorst will obviously have to take into account. He described, you, are, you were asking about that, can you look the person in the canteen in the eye? And he, he described them as, well, they're my friends you're talking about. Yeah, look, and, and, and we all are friends, but at the heart of this was that RTE facilitated additional income for Mr Tuberty and didn't do it for others in RTE. And based on the texts and messages I've got from RTE staff alone, people are very, very hurt. Okay. And there's two, so there seems to be two RTEs as well. There's the staff, there's the people in the ground, there's the researchers, people in the newsroom, and then there's this other elite or senior senior group. And they're, they're very different feelings within those two groups. I, OK, and I want to bring Claire in on that, that, you know, it's about more than, I suppose, the, the public and the audience there. It's also about the staff within RTE. Do you think that he did enough today, Claire, in your view, to be back on the airwaves and not be out of a job as he said he may be by Friday? 
Um, I'm not sure that he did enough today. Um, I did hear Kevin Bankhurst on News Talk this evening and he said he'll be making decision by the end of the month. Um, I did a little vox pop myself this evening and there's a lot of public support for him. But I actually agree with you. Um, the staff are going to be the problem and it's whether they will trust him or whether they will respect him after all of this. Um, that, that, that would be the worry, yeah. Yeah, the, the other thing uh, he had to insist and he had to clarify, um, Terry, was that he is still um, in contract with Orti and his current contract runs until 2025. And he clarified again that he's actually, what he's renegoci renegotiating right now is, is a radio-only contract with the broadcaster. That's true. I, I actually had a sort of a, a, sec a double take about this because when it was all over... It was kind of appalling to realise the damage that these two men, who have such a regard for each other... I mean, Ryan talked about Noel Kelly as always having his back. They talked about being 20 years together. And yet today they did huge damage to each other. Noel Kelly. Well, they might argue that never... they backed each other up. In, yes, they backed that, each other up in, in the this and they things. supported each other. It was absolutely inappropriate for Ryan, when he was asked a question about the morality of the invoices, to say, well, it would strike me as unorthodox. That wasn't what he was being asked. Mm. He was being asked a morals question and he answered a parsing sort of question. Not a. Okay, well, we will leave that there. My thanks to Claire Ronan.